Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Tess, did you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so I would generally introduce myself as a business and technology journalist. So I, I, I guess I found my way into the technology beat almost accidentally after studying journalism. I feel like I've been asking people to explain things in regards to technology for you know nearly a decade now, which I think qualifies me to sit on a help desk or at least to find things out for people and translate them into something that's a little easily more easily digestible. I remember going to the, those events, those launch events uh, back in the before times up in Sydney. And one of the reasons I really wanted to do this show with you, Tess, is we always had the best, well, the, the most interesting conversations I, I felt at the end of the night, because you know, I think you come with a, uh, you bring a, the same kind of curiosity and, and healthy cynicism about technology that I, I would like to bring to, to the uh, topic sometimes. The fact that you always have that business bent and I'm I'm far more about consumer technology. So I, th- I thought it would just be a really nice pairing. Yeah, I guess I have spent a little more time in the nerdy enterprise IT world, but then so have you uh, in your day job. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's where the name The Help Desk came from. I spent far too long as an IT support person. And so, you know, every Christmas for the last decade, some someone in my family has walked up to me with a phone and said, hey, can you get this to work? So I have been answering questions. So, um, we're going to work out a way of, of putting questions, audience questions into the show as well. But I, I really did want to launch for today because today is iPhone day, uh, which is generally the, the busiest tech day of the year. And I thought let's do one today just to introduce ourselves and then tomorrow we can talk about everything that Apple shows us. Can't wait. I assume you will be up at all hours of the night keeping track of that announcement as it happens. Yeah, I think I will be. There's no need for me to get up at four in the morning, but I'm a nerd, so I'll be doing that. Let's talk about some of the stories. And it was a tricky one putting the the show together today. We we both went back and forth on this because the two main Australian stories that we wanted to to include are a little bit depressing, um, which is not what you want for your very first episode out of the gates. But I think they're very important stories and well worth uh, talking about. So. Tess, can you um, talk me through the Four Corners investigation from last night? Last night, Four Corners aired a joint investigation with Triple J, uh, which revealed that Tinder really just hasn't done enough to protect its users on the on its dating app from sexual assault. Specifically, alleged offenders have been able to unmatch from their victims and erase that digital trail. And there were countless examples of Tinder's reporting process just repeatedly failing victims. And I guess why we did decide to discuss this, it's just another really prominent example of of why it's so important to scrutinize these platforms. Yeah, I guess what are your views of this story finally getting out there into the mainstream media? I know lots of people probably have a Tinder horror story uh, to share, but um, it, it, it is great to see it finally getting into a mainstream investigative journalism. Yeah, I mean, that's right. There's so so often people talk about tech and they and the conversations normally only happen on nerdy websites. But uh, this is, you know, we, we do everything online these days, including dating, including meeting up with people, including working these days. We're all working from home. So, yeah, it's really important to, to have this discussion. I, I went into the Four Corners show last night 
expecting it to be incredibly depressing, which it was. Uh, I, I was shocked though at at how often Tinder shirked responsibility uh, for their for their users and their platform, and I and I find it really disingenuous when I hear those kind of, well, there's nothing we can do responses because all of these companies seem to be able to track me online everywhere I go and send me the most accurate pinpoint uh, advertising of what I was talking about the day before to the point where people think that their phone's listening in on them and yet they can't uh, police, uh, you know, and one of the, the, the people in the story had assaulted up to five users and was still on, still creating dates on the site. There's really like two clear ways to think about this on on where Tinder's responsibility is. And that's in firstly the design of the platform. So if you're building a product and you can't keep 50% of your users safe from the other 50%, you haven't done a good enough job of understanding what you've built and what your responsibility is in terms of their reaction or their responses. Uh, it just really wasn't good enough. And they haven't done a good enough job educating users on how they can get help and then addressing those concerns. So I think for Tinder, they really, really need to overcorrect on safety. They're not the only platform to have had a problem like this. Uber has to think about safety. Facebook has, and its live streaming has to think about safety. Airbnb has to think about the safety of its guests. It's, it's really like shocking that that those responses were so inadequate. Um, I'm sure this, this story will not be going away anytime soon. Uh, another story that is one I found fascinating and, and wanted to bring up. It, it involves a, a tweet from a member of the Greens. So there's a Queensland state election happening right now. A Greens member made a Mean, mean Girls tweet. Uh, it was it was a joke reference to Mean Girls. And look, I love Mean Girls. I'm sure you've said it a bunch of times as well, Tess. It's a great movie. But I didn't get the context of the tweet. And so on face value, if you just report the tweet without knowing the movie it's referencing, it does seem like a very mean, awful tweet. I just thought it was a really interesting example here. So Joanna Horton is the person who wrote the tweet. She's not actually a green staffer. She makes it clear in a in a very long thread just how devastating this, this last week has been to see her name be thrown all across the Queensland media. And I, I just think it's a really, again, another one of those great reminders of how quickly you can find yourself in this situation where you're sharing just something that you find funny, something that you understand the context of because it's built into who you are and how quickly that can be stripped of context and before you know it, you're making national headlines. Yeah, these stories always make me squirm a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just um, really feel for the person who's, who sent the tweet in not necessarily a mi- from a malicious place, but without understanding a Mean Girls reference, it really doesn't look great. Yeah, so much of the internet culture is just layers and layers of jokes mm-hmm. and not everyone's in on the joke. So I, I think that does make it really challenging. Not everyone is coming with the same reference points as you are. It's easy to say Greens members should be a little more disciplined on social media. A similar thing happened during the Victorian state election. But for me, it's a reminder of how easily you can be taken out of context. I think the apology or the sort of explanation really did sort of address. And I think, you know, it's a case of 
erring on the side of forgiveness. No one should have to pay too harsh of a penalty for saying something stupid online if they make amends. Uh, yeah, so just be careful what you say out there. It, it, last week, I really deeply offended a friend of mine on Slack with a, what I thought was a, it wasn't even a good joke, but it was just a silly joke that I had fully formed in my head and he had no idea what I was talking about. So he took it the wrong way. And thankfully that was just a tiny little Slack with 20 people hanging out on it. Anyway, mm. uh, that is the show for today. We will be back tomorrow at about this time to discuss all of the goodies that Apple has in store for us but thank you so much Tess for joining me do you realize what you're signing up for a daily tech podcast uh probably not no I don't <laughs> may not have thought, thought this all the way through uh well thank you so much Tess for, for agreeing to join me on this ride thank you Lauren Watson for designing the artwork thanks to James Smith for all of your audio help and a special thank you to Anthony Ages just for being a really cool dude you can read his daily tech newsletter every day at the sizzle.com.au get it sent straight to your inbox it's very much worth it We'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.